Do you think you were born in this world to become super productive, to deliver all your to-do, sometimes at the cost of your family time or yourself? Do you think the answer to your high workload and lack of time is to become more productive? That it is to go even faster? That the answer is to squeeze even more to-dos in your day? Do you still believe that when you manage to squeeze even more work in less time, then you'll finally be able to find the time to relax? When you deliver this project, then you'll be able to be happy. When you'll have this promotion, then you'll have more freedom to do what you want. Are you a when-then person? I'm Muriel, CEO, mum and educator. I used to work really hard and sacrificed important things to me until I lost my motivation. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned and I found a way to reach great results while working less. Today I'm obsessed with helping other leaders build meaningful lives. So each week I'll be sharing inspiration to change your life and organization. This is Rebel Leader with a Heart. In my previous podcast, I talked about the socio-economic history of why so many of us are so busy. We've become very productive and we have technologies that allow us to automate many activities. So in principle, we should be able to only work a couple of hours a day. But in reality, many of us have never worked this hard. And with every crisis we faced in the last years, the pandemic, the war, the energy crisis, an extra layer of workload and stress was added on people. Statistics show that on average people work two hours more every day compared to before the pandemic. It seems that commuting time has been replaced with more work time. And many of us have become human doings instead of human beings or working machines. Even our spare time often consists of many to-dos. Do the groceries for a dinner party with friends, research holiday destinations, book flights and visas for the upcoming holiday, bring children to their music and sports activities, clean the garage, fix the lamp bulb in the hall, etc. And I noticed a strange phenomenon, something that so many of us aren't aware of. It's something I only recently realized myself. And it's so strange because we think this phenomenon will allow us to find more peace of mind, that it will free up more time. And many books about this topic are even bestsellers. We take courses about it and believe it will be the answer to all our problems, while I realize that it's only creating more work. It's leading to more stress and robs us even more of time. Before I tell you what it is, let me ask you a question. Do you think you were born in this world to become super productive, to deliver all your to-do, sometimes at the cost of your family time or yourself? Do you think the answer to your high workload and lack of time is to become more productive? That it is to go even faster? 
that the answer is to squeeze even more to-dos in your day? Do you still believe that when you manage to squeeze even more work in less time, then you'll finally be able to find the time to relax? When you deliver this project, then you'll be able to be happy. When you'll have this promotion, then you'll have more freedom to do what you want. Are you a when-then person? The strange phenomenon I discovered is that the more productive you are, the more work you'll attract. Or the more you work, the more work you'll get. Do you know the quote, do you want to get something done? Ask a busy person. Now just look at yourself. When you want a project delivered, who will you ask first? The colleague that delivers most of the time or the one that doesn't because he has other priorities than work? Or did you notice that when you empty your inbox by answering all the emails, you receive even more emails? Or when you finish a task, you see other opportunities to seize to make it even better. And in my previous company, I noticed that when I hired new people to do a job, after a few weeks, those people were overworked as well, even for roles that didn't exist before. So at some points, we recently acquired a new company. And that company existed for 20 years and was growing every year without any marketing, just thanks to word of mouth. But to grow even faster, we decided to hire two marketing managers. And after two months, both marketing managers were overloaded with work that they had created. And that's when I realized as a managing director that hiring extra people wasn't always the answer to extra work. It wasn't solving the workload problem. And becoming more productive isn't the answer to having more time or finding more peace of mind. On the contrary, the more productive we became as a society, the more we were expected to do in less time. And when I say we're expected, I mean that we expect this from ourselves. Our colleagues expect it, our bosses, our family. We live in a world of opportunities. We always have the opportunity to do something else, to fix another issue, to answer another request. And in the 50s, when households started to buy all these household appliances like fridges, washing machines, dishwashers, vacuum cleaners, some people were wondering, but what are people going to do with all this free time they have? Well, unfortunately, there wasn't any free time left because the cleaning standards were raised. People wanted to buy more stuff and women wanted their financial freedom and so started working. And time only became a scarcer resource. So if you believe that the answer to your overwork and lack of time lies in becoming more productive or in working harder, you might fall hard. Because it's the exact opposite that will happen. The harder you work, the more work you'll attract. Just look at your own situation. Do you truly believe in your heart and in your gut that if you run a little bit faster, if you become even a little bit more productive, that that will be the answer for you to have more impact and more balance 
to find more time. So what's the secret then? How can we get out of this rat race? How can we stop being so busy and start having time to really enjoy life and still have an impact at work? Because that's what we want, no? We really want to enjoy life, but we still want to have an impact in our lives and at work. Wouldn't you enjoy life more if you had more time? Uh, if you still had that impact you crave for, but you still had time also to be really present with your family and partner. If you had time to smile and chat with random people in the street, time to exercise and eat healthily, time to sleep as much as you'd like, time to make love, time to listen to your colleagues, to think about a challenge that you face, to explore and learn new things, to be creative, to let your mind wander. I love that. I love it in the morning when I'm waking up and I have these ideas and these thoughts that wander. That's often where I get my best ideas. Or to simply enjoy a cup of coffee in the sun during a break. Time to show love and recognition to the people in your life. And time to really listen to another human being. Imagine for a second what you would do if you had all the time in the world. And of course, if you could still deliver and have an impact at work at the same time. Now, I want you to just sit down and think for a minute what you truly need to be happy in life. And just think for a second about a happy time in your life. Who were you? What were you doing and who were you with? I remember I was very happy during my student life and I didn't have a lot. I had no money, no car, no house, only a very small room, no expensive clothes, cheap camping holidays and no fancy restaurants. But I was constantly surrounded by friends, I learned new things, I had a lot of fun, loved, partied, played games, met new people all the time, and I had time. I wasn't running all the time. The truth is, we live in a world where we can have anything we want, but we've been convinced that we need to be productive all the time to get it. And that's the big lie. You don't need to be productive all the time to have an impact. On the contrary, I now found out that being productive and trying to be even more productive will make you less impactful and it will rob you even of more free time. You can make a difference by slowing down and enjoying your life more. In fact, I noticed that my happiness And my impact increased when I started to slow down and work less. And I started this trend when I was the CEO of a company of 130 people. And I continued it when I became an entrepreneur and an academic director. In fact, I have never worked this little than in 2022. And at the same time, my impact and my revenues have never been this high. Now... I'm sure, of course, there is a sweet spot to find because if I completely stopped working, of course, I won't make any revenue or won't have any impact. I currently work a maximum of 30 hours per week 
and I have a lot of holidays and days off. Now, I'd like to ask you something. Are you ready to test this concept? Did I manage to convince you that the answer to your busyness or lack of impact isn't working more or being even more productive? Are you ready to give slowing down and procrastinating a try? But how can you start? Well, first of all, you need to understand that your worth is not defined by how much you produce or how much money you make. Your worth is defined by who you are as a person. And so you are so much more than just your productivity. In fact, a Harvard study on happiness analyzed many people over a very long time. The study wanted to see what the factors were that differentiated healthy and happy people from the others. And what they found out was that it wasn't social status or money that made the difference, but the quality of their relationships and their art of letting go. And I realized that I had linked my worth very much to my successes in the past. And in fact, I often tell my learners that I became a CEO because I unconsciously felt that I wasn't good enough. I should have anticipated more. I should have done this. I should have foreseen this, etc. And so I did everything that was expected of me to get my high school degree and to be accepted in a great business school. And there, my worth was linked to my ability to succeed with honors and to be accepted by a great company. And in that first great company, I was looking for a promotion. It was crucial for me to reach my objective and to deliver what my bosses and my colleagues were expecting from me. The car, the big office, the title, the salary, the status, I got it all. And that's when you notice that all that doesn't bring you true happiness. In fact, it can even be at the cost of your happiness. And recently, a director in a big construction company told me, my wife left me. I was barely present for my children. I had almost no time for my friends and myself, but I couldn't stop. The workload was too high. We had unfilled vacancies and I couldn't properly support my team anymore as I wanted to do it. I tried to change the situation and had countless conversations with my management. Each time they promised me more resources, but they couldn't fulfill their promises. I was working 12 to 14 hours a day because the need to deliver a good job was unconsciously higher and bigger than all the rest. I couldn't stop if it meant the project was not delivered as expected. It would have made me feel worthless or unsuccessful. I have always delivered what others expected from me in university and in my career. How could I not deliver anymore, even if the circumstances weren't great? And I felt that I was putting my family at risk, but I unconsciously thought my relationship with my family was strong enough to get through this phase. The problem was that it wasn't a phase anymore. My hard work and lack of presence had become business as usual. 
At some point, I decided that I couldn't continue like this, but I was too late for my relationship with my wife. After waiting for me to be more present for too long, she gave up and found someone else. And I don't blame her. But I decided to take a break from work because this isn't a life I want to live anymore. I don't want to risk losing everything, myself included, just to deliver a good job in very tough circumstances. Now, I don't know how to change this yet, but the salary, title and exciting challenges aren't worth it anymore. I want to be present for my child, for my future partner, for my friends, my family and for myself. And I still want to be fulfilled at work. But I have to admit that I don't know if it's possible to have that kind of life today. I haven't cracked the code yet. That's also why I've taken a break to think about the life I truly want to live. Now, for many leaders I know, for many of my friends and family, this testimonial is very recognizable. And a problem that leads us there is that we tend to link our worth to our hard work or to deliver what is expected. So look at yourself again. Do you think that delivering what your company expects, having the next promotion or a big salary will make you truly happier? Especially if it's at the cost of your relationships with yourself or your loved ones. So stop defining your worth to external success factors. So how can you start slowing down and changing and getting out of this rat race? Well, first, don't define your worth and link it to what you're producing. Secondly, it's time to let go of the mindset that working harder or becoming more productive will help you save time or will make you happier. As I explained previously, the more you work, the more work you'll attract. And this is the hardest mind shift to make because you see all these requests, opportunities and threats, you feel compelled to do something about it. It's a compulsion. We could even call it an addiction because this urge is often uncontrollable. Some people lose their health and their marriage because of this urge. And it's completely understandable because... From a very young age, you have been educated to do everything that is requested of you. You have been conditioned to deliver everything just like Pavlov trained his dogs. It's so deeply ingrained that it has become who you are. But it's a never-ending vicious circle. The only way out is to slow down and embrace the art of procrastination. And I can already hear your thoughts. That's impossible. Who's going to do the work then? Isn't that selfish towards my colleagues? How can I slow down when there is so much to do? I'd feel guilty. My boss will think I can't deliver. I'll get fired. The project won't be delivered as I want it, and I'd feel bad. For me, it's important to deliver quality. I want to make an impact. And I get it. I really do. And I was in your shoes before as well. But let me ask you this. How is that working out for you so far? Are you happy 
with the way things are going? Do you feel you have enough time for the things that truly matter to you? Do you feel your work makes a real impact or are you just going through the motions? Is your work-life balance satisfying or would you like to change it? If your answer to any of these questions is no, then it might be time for you to rethink your approach and give procrastination a try. I started to embrace the art of procrastination as a managing director. I continue to adopt it as an entrepreneur, podcaster and academic director today. For me, it leads to having an even bigger impact while working way less than before. Now, how? I'm sure you're wondering, how How will this work? How, if I slow down and do less, how will I have a bigger impact? Well, when you realize that being more productive isn't a way anymore, you get in touch with your own limits. When I still believed I could do it all by being extremely productive, I wasn't focusing or prioritizing that much. On the contrary, I unconsciously choose the most urgent or easiest task. I wouldn't stop very often and lose my energy. And losing my energy would lead to me being more reactive to situations or in my relationship with others. I wouldn't get what I wanted as often as a consequence. I would be less creative too, as our creative brain only starts working when our rational brain stops. I would be more operational, working on symptoms of problems instead of root causes. I would handle more out of stress and fear than out of love and trust. So what is embracing the art of procrastinating? It's simply allowing yourself to not deliver everything you're supposed to do. It's about learning to focus on the most important tasks and saying no or simply ignoring all the rest. It's accepting that you'll disappoint people, including yourself. It's deciding what is worth your time and what isn't. It means also being more strategic with your time and letting go of the need to control everything. It's about listening to your needs. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that you can never do anything else than your top priorities, but it means that you shouldn't feel guilty about not checking all the boxes on your to-do list. Now, procrastination has also a very interesting impact on our relationships with others. Because when we're more productive, we tend to put more pressure on those around us. We want them to perform as well as us or even better. We become demanding. But on the other hand, when we start to procrastinate more, we become more relaxed and understanding with others. We let them be. We don't put as much pressure on them and trust them more. And that space allows them to blossom. So what are you waiting for? The world won't end if you don't do everything on your to-do list. Slow down and focus on what truly matters. Embrace the art of procrastination.
Now, in my next podcast episode, I'll share the biggest roadblock when you start to slow down and procrastinate. And of course, I'll also give you some tips on how to overcome this roadblock. Now, go ahead, slow down and master the art of procrastinating and share your experience, your thoughts and your challenges with me because I'm really curious and I'd like to help you. Yeah, you finished another episode of Rebel Leader with a Heart. If you want more, go to rebelleaderwithaheart.com for show notes and past episodes. If you love the show, subscribe, leave a review and share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week, you Rebel Leader with a Heart. Hello there. How adapted are you to the fast and busy times? Before diving into this subject, let me ask you a question. Do you see yourself working like this until you retire? If yes, congrats, you probably find a way to thrive in today's fast and busy times. But if your answer is no, don't worry. Because this five-minute quiz on how adapted are you to the fast and busy times might help you. Because if you're still working with the slower time habits and mindset, you might end up working really hard for too little impact. This quiz will show you how adapted you are to today's crazy fast times and it'll give you your score on the five principles you need to master to better navigate your heavy workload while still having a life. So go to keyleader.com slash fast times to start the quiz. Maybe it's time to kickstart your slower and more impactful life. Keyleader.com slash fast times. QILeader.com slash fast times. Now let's dive into today's podcast episode.